Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. And make sure you check us out online. We're writersgrouptherapy.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram at WG Therapy. If you like what you hear, make sure you go to your favorite podcast platform and give us five stars. You can also find us online individually. I'm Tom underscore Loveman on Twitter and Tom Loveman on Instagram. And I'm at Roshni Lamino on Twitter and at Moon Lily Music on Instagram. And today we are going to get a little bit meta because we have an interview with a podcaster, Robin Hu, of Fantastic Stories coming up later. So we thought it would be fun to talk about podcasting in general right now. Yeah, we've been doing this for a little over three years now. And Woo! you've been doing this is I only have one podcast, but you have two. Because <laughs> I'm an yes, over expat. Thank you. Expatshow.com. Yeah. And uh, every day, it seems like uh, I've seen a lot of notes from emails from like writing sources and stuff about doing your podcast, getting a podcast. And we get asked a lot about how do you do a podcast? And it's just, it's exploding. It's been, yeah, maybe it's because we're all home and we got nothing else to do. But I think this year it's 22% higher than last year. The number of Americans that listen to podcasts, it's like 62 million Americans listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts every week. Spotify is becoming a major player in the podcasting mm-hmm. scene, trying to overtake iTunes. And Audible uh, just announced they're going to be doing podcast uh, hosting podcasts as well. You know, they just were audiobooks for you know was was their thing for the longest time, mm-hmm. but now they're going to start hosting podcasts as well. The uh, I'm trying to think, was it in 2020 there were 30 million episodes of podcasts put online? Wow. And you might think that that means you shouldn't do one because there's all there's so many out there, but you got to think if if 22% are listening to podcasts regularly, that means there's 78% are not yet. So there's a lot of market potential out there. I will say on Twitter all the time, the top thing I see, and maybe it's just because I'm attuned to it, is, hey, does anybody have a podcast recommendation? And then like 50 million podcasters like spam the person with all of their links. So yeah. yeah. It's hard to it's hard to meet anybody these days, especially here in Hollywood, who doesn't have a podcast. Seriously, right? Yeah. So before we well, before we go into the how you do it, let's talk about first of all the why and the format because there are the most common thing is the talk show format, which is what we're doing, and that's definitely something where you can grab a lot of listeners quickly, but at the same time, you know today's news is yesterday's garbage, so you have to constantly be putting out new content as opposed to something like expat, which is a scripted comedy series. It's something that I just, I just did it for one season and then like the half season with plans for the future, but I don't have to do it at a certain time. I don't have to put it out every week. It's evergreen. So I can always promote that versus with writer's group therapy. We promote an episode. We might go back and promote something from the past, but usually the news is done the very next day. Right. And our podcast has changed over time because it originally started more as like a how to be a writer, how to write. A lot of those episodes are evergreen as well. Mm -hmm. But we got more into news and interviews. Uh, While the interviews are a little more evergreen than the news, we do have to watch when we're recording to make sure we're being timely because nobody wants to put out a podcast with old information. 
Yeah. I mean, it all kind of works together, obviously, writing tips, but then you also got to sell your writing. So the business and the news and the how-to all works together. But yeah. The great thing is, is we, we are allowed, you know, because it's a, our show and we can do whatever we want, we can experiment and see what works and what doesn't and get feedback from our listeners on what they like. You know, we've been doing something right. <laughs> we've been doing it for so long. <laughs> and you went ahead and started a second one. So. So I must like torture. No, I'm just kidding. You must like torture. Yeah, it, 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 it does take some effort. Um, we can get into how we do it. We record uh, usually a week or so ahead of time before we're going to publish. We record using a website called Zencaster. It's a, like an online audio, you know, like recording studio. And it's great because you can do it with people in different locations. Roshni's in the Valley. I'm in Hollywood. And while our equipment varies, we usually like to try to sound like we're in the same place, but we don't always. But that's the magic of it. And uh, and then you do the post-production using, what do you uh, use? GarageBand? Uh, yeah. So nothing super fancy. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a Mac, it's pretty much free. Um, if you've got you know, Audacity is a good tool. I use Adobe Audition because I have the Creative Cloud for my other stuff. Twisted Wave and Reaper are also free. Those are out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even, you can just use QuickTime and you can record right into that. There's no editing in there, but you can record using a lot of different things. And then there's lots of free sound effects online if you want to add sound effects or music to your podcast. You just have to have a decent microphone. I'm using a gaming headset uh, that was actually recommended by you. That was better than using my in-computer microphone because that had, we had problems with feedback. Like, you know, what do you call it? Bleed, bleed over. Oh, sound bleed, yeah. Sound bleed, yeah. And then you need a host. So you got to have a place to put your your uh your files to host them. Okay, but before before we get into the distribution sure. part of it, let's go back to the uh, you know, you start at the basics of what is my show about? How often am I going to do it? How long is this show going to be? Uh one of my favorite shows is Side Hustle School. He's gotten a little bit longer, but his original format was five minutes. Basically, you get in there, you brush your teeth, and you're done. You know, like you, something to listen to while you make breakfast or brush your teeth or like, you know, start your car in the morning. And I love that because they were bite-sized. But then there's other shows out there, for example, like a D&D podcast, which is like three hours long. So you really have to think about who your audience is, what your format is, how long, because do you really want to edit a three-hour you know, plus program every week. Seriously, yeah. You know, you have to you have to decide those things up front. A news talk show like what we're doing is a lot easier because this is all improv. It's all off the cuff. But if you're doing something scripted, then maybe you have to, you know, write out the scripts. You have to plan the topics in advance, get your, you know, get your interviews. And the stuff that we recommended, that's like the dirt cheap, you know, entry level stuff. Nowadays with podcasting, I would say, especially if you're doing something scripted, you want the best possible equipment that you can afford. And you want high quality, uh, they call it digital audio workstation, DAW. You want the highest quality DAW that you can use, you know, not necessarily Pro Tools, but maybe you want to, you know, get something that you pay for, like Logic or something. Get a sound engineer because it is competitive and people will, they won't listen if the audio is bad. And that's actually all you have to give them in this space is audio. So give them really good audio. Right. I mean, we always say in film, you have to have good audio. Your picture can be good or okay as long as your audio is good because people who hear something weird will turn it off 
versus um, if the picture flickers a little bit or the, the picture's not perfect. It's a, it's not it's not a killer, you know. Mm-hmm. It's even more important in podcasting. Cool. Okay, so now let's talk distribution. <laughs> so yeah, well, and it's important, you know, what you said about how long is your podcast going to be? How often are you going to do it? That's really important for when you're considering hosting. There's a lot of free hosts out there. Uh, but they have limits on how much content you can upload based on either file size or or length and how much bandwidth you use, how many people are listening. So you have to, most people don't really measure the bandwidth anymore, but some people do. But so you've got to watch out for those metrics when you're you're shopping for a host. The host is where your, your files sit. And then what happens is it's distributed from your host to the different platforms. So you don't send your actual podcast to iTunes and to Spotify and to you know Stitcher and all these other things, you just send it. You just put it on your host, and then you use what's called an RSS feed, which is uh, stands for really simple syndication. Uh, it's a link that just automatically sends your new episodes from your host to all the platforms automatically every time you put a new episode up. So the host is really important. And if you're starting out and you're not going to have a huge audience, and you're you're going to be doing it you know every week or every two weeks. Um, and your episodes are, you know, half hour, you can probably go with a free host to start with. Things you're going to want to look for, though, are stats. You want to have good stats from your host so you can understand your audience and how many how many listens you're getting. And you want to be able to, um, if you're going to wind up growing and wanting to be able to do things like advertising and stuff, you want to look into hosts that have those features. You get into that stuff, it's going to start to cost a little bit, you know, a monthly fee. But if you have enough audience and you have advertisers, it should offset the cost. And hopefully eventually exceed it. I will say, though, to correct what you said, you can actually distribute it yourself. It's just a little bit trickier. I actually looked into it with expat. You you can do it by yourself and not go through one of the hosting services if you want to do it for free. Um, it's just it's a little bit more complex. That's but- right. You could do a WordPress website. It's It's a blog website that actually has functionality that it will work on some hosts as a podcast host. So you can host it yourself. You're right. It's just, I don't know. I think There's more technical issues. Yeah. Easier, but yeah, you can do it yourself if you really want to. Well, when you get into the marketing side of it, you're, you're going to want to have either a website of your own or some hosts actually provide you with a landing page that you can use as your quote unquote website. So that's another factor there. If your host, you know, I guess there's like podcast hosts that do the whole thing the website and the the hosting. But at the end, you're still going to be syndicating to all the platforms anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's talk pros and cons, because right now, in fact, this topic came up because I sent Tom a link to an article. I think it was from ScreenCraft that was like, now's the best time to write your podcast. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Everyone's going to do it. And what's funny is, you know, there's definitely pros and cons. We've discussed this before. I mean, I think we discussed this even a year ago when I was launching Expat. You know, it's cheap. It's really easy to get into. You know, it's faster than editing a film. But now if everybody's going to do it. Yeah, it's always the same question of um, who's going to listen to you? How are they going to get your podcast you know, into their ears? So if, if there's uh, um, right now 30 million episodes out there, how is your episode going to get to the right people? If, if you're doing a narrative podcast, for example, and you're trying to find, you know, an agent or you want to sell the project as a, you know, a film later, how do you get that in front of the right people? Marketing. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, marketing with anything. I'm just talking about the space being 
saturated. It's kind of like when people were talking about, say, YouTube in the beginning, and they're like, oh my gosh, you got to get on YouTube. It's one of those things, by the time you hear about it, you might already have missed the the curve to join, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's that there's that possibility. It depends on your niche. You know, the great thing about podcasting is there's always some sort of niche market you can go if you're if your subject matter is so you know very specific. There's going to be an audience for it, and then you have to use you know you have to do some research and find out where that audience is so that you can find them. Um, for example, I you know I did a lot of research into um you uh, what is it a uh, Facebook groups that have to do with screenwriting. So every week when we publish or every time we publish an episode, I always share it to those Facebook groups. We get a lot of views from those or listens, I guess you would call it. Um, I also found a couple groups on Reddit, you know, for screenwriting. So and that's kind of a little further out there. People don't spend, a, not everyone spends a lot of time on Reddit, but you know, when we have a podcast that um, makes sense there, uh, they had a Cobra Kai Reddit sub subgroup subreddit. Mm-hmm. That I was able to post our interview with um, Susan Gallagher, who was you know, was an uh, actress on Cobra Kai. So you have to be really niche when you're thinking about marketing because the audiences are there and they're large audiences, but you have to find them. Definitely do your research first before you start. I would say. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, even YouTube shows that kind of start off with no real focus or purpose. Like I'm just going to start a show, and they they really haven't defined it. So nobody knows what to look for because it it doesn't have a, you know, a real good theme to it. It doesn't have a good basis to like say, you know, this person's just getting on there and talking. If you want to do that, you can go on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think right now is a good time to do it, but because the market is, okay. So one thing that was in the article was, oh, this is how Hollywood's discovering people. What was ironic to me about that article I've seen something as far back as like, I think it was like 2013 or 2015 saying, oh, podcasts are the new place for Hollywood to discover things. Just like how Twitter was where they found what was that uh, things my dad says. And I think um, Dear White People was also from a Twitter feed, you know, so just like Twitter used to be like a breeding ground for that. Podcasting has been recognized as that at least seven or more years ago. It's just now it's coming to the forefront because we're all stuck at home and it's the safest way of creating. So it's not necessarily, it's funny because I thought that article was ironic where it's like, oh my gosh, it's new. It's not new. It's just more people are jumping on the bandwagon. Bigger names are also jumping on the bandwagon, which is why I think you need to do your research and be very smart about how you market yourself and how you write your content, because now you are going up against bigger players. One thing Tom and I discussed off podcast, this is actually also a great time if you are able to safely shoot your film, shoot your short film, because TV and film is going to run out of content. Visual stuff is running out of content. The audio world is not. Do something where you can tie them in together, and then you have an audience in both spaces. But I think you'll see give it like six months, the audio world, or I'm sorry, not the audio world, the visual world is going to freak out going, oh my gosh, we need content. So this is the time when you want to create for that, you know, and then maybe tie a podcast in. That would just be my recommendation. No, it makes good sense. Um, we had Joe Frank, uh, the literary agent on a, a while back, and um, he mentioned that podcasts are a great place for him to find stuff because he's really busy. Um, but when he's exercising or when he's driving around, he can listen to stuff, but he can't read scripts while he's doing, mm-hmm. you know, some of those things. Um, or maybe he just doesn't want to read. He just wants to have something piped into his ear. 
So it's a good way to, you know, get a sample of material quickly. And it's a little more, you know, it's produced than reading a script. So you kind of get a better feel for it, I guess. So, yeah, so there's there's definitely people out there looking for content because of the upcoming kind of lag we're going to have. Like the whole TV seasons are being pushed into next year now. Like like the I think some shows are going to start in October, maybe, but a lot of them aren't even going to start till like January. So there's um, stuff that keeps L- getting pushed back, you know, piece, yeah, even finished stuff and productions trying to start up again. But it, it seems like they start and then they stop. Yeah. And and so some of it's been delayed more. So it's it's a kind of a wild west out there, I guess. But if you're making content, you know, that that people can, you know, find accessible, then there's an audience for it right now, um, both professionally and, you know, as a, you know, just audience audience. Definitely. So how about you, Tom? What what uh, creative endeavors are you going to do in the podcast space besides writer's group therapy? Well, I was working on a narrative podcast. Um, I've presented uh, pages of it to our writer's group several times, and it's I kind of picked a tough subject. So it's it's really something I've kind of set, set aside for a while. But I'm thinking of doing uh, one of my other feature films as a like an audio. I guess I call it more like an audio book. I don't think it's a podcast necessarily unless I decide to break it up into chapters. But, uh, you know, I have um, something I'd like to put out there. So. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. Very cool. Do you have any new ones on the horizon or are you still just crunching on expat? I So I did uh, expat season one and then the 1.5, which is the minisodes. And then I went and, ri- uh, I went and wrote a novel, which totally is unrelated. And so I need to get back into season two of expat. But part of it, too, is I just haven't decided... I had I had season two scripted out, um, like just an outline, but I need to decide if I want to still have them in quarantine time or move the timeline up. And it's like, oh, and everything's fine. Yeah, that's a tricky thing. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose you would want to. I would. My feeling would be to make this kind of timeless because I don't know that you actually dated anything in it. There's two episodes that are related to quarantine, but they're really minor. Ah. They're just minisodes. Yeah, I would I would kind of just kind of le- minimize that actually. So like this is now yeah. 3 years later and we have a vaccine. Woo! <laughs> Yay. I wish I wish life were like that when we right? just fast forward just through all this. Just press the fast forward button. Yeah. And you're going to be on another podcast being interviewed yes. about expat, right? Yes. Actually our upcoming guest Robin Hu featured me on her podcast Fantastic Stories. So this is a perfect time to get to meet both of us, I guess. Me on her yeah. show and her on ours. Cool. And joining us today is Robin Hu with Fantastic Stories. It's a podcast that's it's kind of like Moth Radio, I think would be the best way to describe it. It's just stories and slices of life from people all over the world. It's a very interesting podcast. And it just launched like mid-pandemic in the spring. So <laughs> welcome, Robin. Hey guys, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yay, we're so glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about Fantastic Stories, how it got started, and and I understand it also morphed, so how it morphed as well. Yeah, so as you said, um, it started in the mid-pandemic. I think I I was just like, okay, I need to do it. I'm going to do it now, you know, Um, with that a little bit extra time. 
that the pandemic gave me, I guess. Um, the, well, the idea started actually uh, a year ago, the idea. Um, I, I wanted to, I've been writing for a while. I've been doing some content uh, with different fictional characters. And um, I thought, you know what? Why not giving a voice to this character? And I, I also love acting. I did theater when I was uh, when I was younger. So I thought, you know what? There's not much else going on. So may as well try and, and give it a voice and do some narration. And, you know, podcasting has become quite huge. Uh, so I thought, why not in a form of podcast? Something, something different, right? And so I started and I started with episodes on, on Jane, one of the first characters that came to life with, with the podcast. Um, Jane is like a traveler. So a lot of the, a lot of the stories have to do with traveling, with um, growth. So different kind of journeys. And then, and then, yeah, after some episodes on that, I, I started connecting more with, with people also in the podcast world. And I found so many amazing great guests that were happy to be on the show and share their story because this is what you know fantastic stories is is about sharing and giving voice uh, to to people around the world and so i decided to go with the flow and yeah now it's um this section the season one is called alive and that's basically the the part with all the interviews and amazing guests we have that's really interesting. Before we get into more of the content, I'm kind of interested in from a, from a, I guess a business perspective. We've changed formats a little bit here and there. Yours seems to be a pretty drastic format. Did you get a lot of feedback from your listeners on uh, going from the kind of narrative side to the interview side? Yeah. So and the funny thing is that uh, it's yeah, it it is quite a drastic change and. Um, I will also, it's a mix, right? So I think the people who listen and from from what I could get from, from their feedback is that they kind of are just interested in, in the story aspect of it, which is kind of the common denominator, whether it's me telling a story and sharing it, um, you know, under fictional characters or it's actual guests telling the story. I think that there's a lot of common topics. Um, it's a lot about journeys personal journeys journeys around the world so the topics don't change is more the format and it seems that you know the listeners are are enjoying both which is great i'm really happy about it <laughs> yeah it's great if you can be flexible and do different things and still maintain your audience and kind of guess keep it fresh too yeah and with the interviews i think it got even more interesting right like the there's a lot of great content coming in there so i think i think it was beneficial and but yeah as you said it, it, it was risky i just i just went with the flow i don't know you know sometimes i just don't think i just do <laughs> so i'm curious because i know you're in canada what is the writing scene and the creative scene like out where you are Ooh, Ottawa. Mm, I think Ottawa per se does have um, quite, a, yeah, I guess a strong community. Um, basically, I kind of joined a writer community through Meetup. <laughs> um, it's not, I feel it's not as big or as strong as, you know, cities like Toronto or Montreal, where 
just by default there's more of it um i think here a lot of the the, the people i see writing they're not necessarily the fiction i write they're more whether well in the j- articles so journalists actual journalists or they are more into like fantasy kind of um genre so different genre than what i write but it's, it's there's still a community you know few but but strong <laughs> I guess we should say what what genre are you writing in? Maybe we should have started with that question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. No, it's our fault. Um. Yeah. Well, it's the, the funny thing is, um, I'm really bad with that because I just say it's narrative. It's fiction narrative. It's not young adult, so it's not. It's the the audience is twenty to 35 and uh yeah just narrative um based on real life but it's all like fictional characters kind of like um i'm trying to think like jane picoult or uh are more historical or oh judy picoult jody picoult <laughs> i can't even remember her name but you know what i'm talking about like that kind of like bestseller fiction you know general kind of stuff or, or are you thinking more like historical or I'm just trying to pinpoint yeah uh, no not well that's the thing so because Jane is in the present and Henrietta the other character is in the past so uh, depending on the character so Henrietta is a character from, from the past and it's based in you know the, the World War II times so it has some historical aspect but uh, Jane is in the present, traveling the world we live in. Uh, so, yeah, it, that's why I'm like, I never know how to say it exactly because it's, yeah, it's not historical fiction, not all of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you have plans on weaving your fiction back in with uh, the real life stories in Fantastic Stories? Or are you just going to stick with the interview format for now? Or who knows? Uh, no, so the plan is um, to, to finish off this season. So I divided, there's this, like kind of launching season with the with the fictional stories and then season one being the one with the interviews I have um a bunch of more episodes coming up uh, of people I've I've interviewed so once I publish all of those I will go back to to the writing um part of it so I will have a couple more stories um coming from from the writing part of it so yeah it's a change yeah doing the uh all the interviews takes a lot of time and it takes takes you away from being creative doesn't it it's it's hard to balance the two yeah yeah that's why you know we, we <laughs> i'm learning on the way right so um what i what i decided to do and this is kind of why i haven't mixed it is i wanted to be you know the writing is one section and then the interviews will be all together because as you said tom like it does take time um and you know i i want to give it a section that is exactly like from other people and then you know go back to the writing so it's it's alternating um it's a little bit you know whatever people have taste have off you know if they prefer the narrative if they prefer interviews um they're gonna get a little bit of both when you're looking for people to interview what are you what are you kind of looking for what kind of stories do you look for where do you find them too Oh, I find them on mainly like podcast kind of platforms um, where, you know, podcasters can connect. And um, 
what I look for is simply, so a lot of people have those stories, you know, the idea started with the fact that I, A, I miss traveling. <laughs> and you know, when you're traveling and you just, I don't know, you're sitting in the lobby of a hostel, you're on the train, someone sits next to you. And sometimes you have this great, amazing conversation with, you know, strangers, basically, uh, that become less stra- uh, less of a stranger by the end of the conversation. And, and it's very enlightening. And so many people have a crazy, you know, interesting story of, of themselves, of things they've seen, things they've lived. And so what I look for, and, and it's funny enough, a lot of times it's the people who find me. So I'm, I'm, I've been pretty lucky to, to have found, you know, found the right people as well as people just coming up. And I'm like, yes, you're totally a fit for this. Um, it's people who, um, some of them have very, very strong, how can I put it? Very strong, challenging past. They've went through something very, very big in their life. And so they overcame they overcame that. And now they dedicate their lives to helping others overcoming similar challenges. And then others, so more of like a personal growth, personal journey, you know, from from health to 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 well-being to um whatever you know whatever that that would be and then on the other hand is people who who are just explorers. they like they just love traveling so they've been around they they can kind of like they're interested in whatever is social and cultural about this world right and um and they come in with with their stories you know whether they're they're funny or just uh kind of like travel stories that they have and and they like to share so I think again, there what is the common denominator, uh, whether it's a personal personal journey they went through or it's more of a you know just that explorer spirit and and you know following that spirit is um, anything a lot of like the topics and a lot of the stories have to do with how our society, how our our world works, as well as you know what is yeah what is something that can help people be happier what's your favorite or the most memorable story that you've interviewed someone and you heard and you're like oh my gosh I have to put this on the show (laughs) um well it's hard to tell because there is a couple and um I don't want to spoil the next episode but (laughs) 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 listen to the next episode guys (laughs) exactly because uh you you'll recognize a voice for sure um so yeah besides a couple of uh travel stories like you know um this one story <laughs> where uh, the person uh you know ended up needing an oxygen, <laughs> oxygen tank and so on just you know in the most at the most random time as well so uh definitely that is one of the top like funny stories um that I'm really excited to 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 share um but the other one I think uh, so there was one guy um who lives in LA um his name is David and I thought like his story oh David I know David no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's over there where you guys are (laughs) 
No, actually, he's in Seattle. But uh, yeah, David, um, he um, shared a story. And I think like the interesting part of it is also, you know, it goes back to to the 80s. But uh, his journey was um, very, his growth journey was on so many levels. Like he, you know, his career in acting, trying to follow his dream while living in, you know, back then, even if it was Canada, he's originally Canadian. Back then, living in in a time where you know his sexuality was not was not approved, so it's kind of that challenges that he went, and it was not just the personal journey he went through, but also a little bit the history of our society. You know, certain things he said, I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is Canada. I can't believe this is, you know. Um, Seattle, LA, you know, like it, yeah, it was just very, very mind blowing. But yeah, I just talked to a lot of people who managed to overcome even like illnesses, and it's just insane. Like, uh, I think one of the biggest takeaway I had to talk to some of those people is, um, well, I have two takeaways from until now, and it's basically making that conscious decision to pursue your happiness and understand what makes you happy and understand how you can get to that happiness. And then the second is the great, great connection between mind and body. I find this two being very interesting takeaways. That's, that's very cool. And we should all be very aware of that in this, you know, we're, so isolated and locked down and everything it's your mental and physical health are so combined right now and you really need to keep an eye on that once this is over once we're able to travel again what's your uh what's your uh first place you want to go visit that you've kind of discovered through your podcasting <laughs> well um i recently talked to to a girl who's in vietnam and it made me feel i, I was in vietnam before but um i feel like you know, there's never enough time to see a country properly. So that lately, like I had the buzz of like mm, Southeast Asia. Um, but being in Canada um, and having to skip the probably the U.S. I would say U.S. for the national parks. But um, if not that, if that wouldn't be possible, I think I want to go to Mexico. <laughs> I really <laughs> uh, I've also been a lot into tacos lately. So I don't know if that's um making me decide for that but yeah mexico i haven't been there yet i've i've been to some places in central america but uh i've always postponed mexico because i feel it's a little bit bigger i need more time so yeah i think mexico would be it that's awesome so before i run off to go eat tacos <laughs> robin how can people find you online yeah absolutely so um we are on twitter under fantastic who uh, on Instagram, fantastic underscore stories, and our website, or at least where you can find some of the, you know, links for the episodes for the podcast, it's www.fantasticstories.com. And just so people know, it's not just your accent, it is actually Fran, like F R A N. And it's not fantastic, it's, it's fantastic. Awesome. Girl. Thank you so much for being on the show, Robin. Thank you guys for having me. It was lovely to chat with you. Yay. Go check out her podcast, guys. Fantastic stories. And I believe uh, besides Robin, you'll hear another familiar voice in an upcoming episode. So make sure you definitely check it out. <laughs>